music for the podcast. Uh, we don't actually have any theme music, so someone will probably make one up for us. I don't want to name any Rachel. I hope it's Rachel that does that for the podcast. The day that doesn't make me laugh is the day I just want you to end myself. <laughs> Quit the podcast. Welcome back, you? everybody. Welcome back to the tiny room for episode 21 of Michael and Benjamin's podcast. I'm Michael, back in the tiny room with my unusually unbespectacled co-host, Benjamin. Hello, Ben. I, I, I'm wearing contacts today. Do you wear glasses? I do, on occasion. Do you? Yes, when oh. I'm very tired. Are you wearing contacts? I'm wearing contacts as we speak, Stick Michael. your finger in your eye and move them around a bit. Mm. That's inconclusive. <laughs> okay, I can't really see. So, well, I, I did it. Mm. Or at least I hope so. I did that and my eyeballs are very, very numb. Ben, we've had a tweet. Oh! We've had a tweet from a Cassie Sandsmark. Her Twitter handle is a... It's quite a name. Yes. It sounds uh, like a, a young adult fiction heroine. Well, kind of is. <laughs> oh, okay. uh, her, uh, her Twitter handle is at Wondergirl. Oh. And she said, hey guys, did you know that... I'm Wonder Woman's niece. That's fucking... That's genius. That's one of the best... Se- what the... Uh, so we've had a tweet from the Wonder Girl. Yeah. Of, of DC Comics, Teen yeah. Titans fame. Yes. I see. And her... She's she's Wonder Woman's niece. I'm, do you know what? I'm actually slightly happy that I didn't know name when you said Cassie Sandsmark yeah, I'm, I'm really glad because I would have been a much bigger loser if I had said oh yeah. <laughs> do you, see, do you see, see where this is going this is this is one of the best segues we've ever done on the show is it yeah really? so she's she's Wonder Woman's niece so then I suppose that she has an anti-hero <laughs> That's brilliant. That's one of the best gags we've ever had. <laughs> ben, we're talking about anti-heroes. Let's hold on. We have to. We have to move the table. This thing is shaking. Just move over this way. Sorry, everybody. Oh, so much oh wow! Amateur podcast day. Wow. Um. Yeah, anti-heroes. Anti-heroes are a thing. I will never get over the level of disrespect we've just shown to our listenership. Yeah, look at those waves. <laughs> oh man, I may, I may actually have to do a little bit of tinkering today nah, and lower that so no one it, dies. Nah, leave it alone, it's fine. Okay, fair enough. Yeah. Yes. Anti-heroes. Today we're talking about anti, anti-heroes. Do you see what I've done? I see what you've done because, you know, family speaking, familiarly speaking, familiarly yeah. speaking, yeah. she would be her anti-hero. Yeah. It's great, isn't yeah. it? You've somewhat misled the listenership, though. I mean, that's not really a standard definition of what an anti-hero is. No. Then again, there is no real standard definition for what an anti-hero is. Are you doing the bit now? Are you setting... No, no. I'm just, I'm just well, tell us... Tell us... Uh, wander around. Why are we talking about anti-heroes? Well, there was, there was some good news or some bad news, depending on your feelings towards a certain early 2000s television series. How do you feel about Lost, Nick? Lost? Lost. It's fucking dreadful. Well, the first season was very good, mm-hmm. but I've come to realise that it's very easy to make something very good by setting up mysteries that you have no intention of ever solving. Yeah, we could do that. Yeah, because they're the best mysteries. For example, what happened to Coach Clive? Oh, he's coming back. Oh, we did. Yeah. see. Sorry, we... Well, he had twins. Well, his, his, his lady partner had twins. I suppose. 
He has three children now. Are we revealing listenership by, by having a mystery? Oh, you were doing a bit. We were going to do the our listeners own. won't be able to hear you whispering like that. Oh, they, they might be. I don't think so. They might be. It's mysterious. Tweet us, <clears throat> listeners, if you can hear Ben's mysterious voice. It's my mysterious voice. Um, what are we talking about? Yeah, it's very easy to set up intriguing mysteries when you just do things that don't make any sense. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I mean, I just watched the finale of Twin Peaks. Ah. And? Amazing. Oh, excellent. Good. The whole words. series. The whole series. Thank God. I would be so disappointed on your behalf if oh. Twin Peaks let you down. The whole series was great. But uh, they did a thing. I don't know if you were okay. a Twin Peaks fan, but 25 years ago, when it... No, it wasn't 25 years ago. Oh, it was. 25 it was. years ago when it ended. I think it was. Um, it ended on a cliffhanger. Dun, 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 right? Dun. Yeah. Uh, and they probably did have an intention of solving that mystery but they didn't at the time and this year 25 years later they solved that cliffhanger no and that's pretty good yeah so they solved the cliffhanger well the whole series is about solving the cliffhanger but then the whole final episode is basically about setting up a new cliffhanger oh deadly which may well never be solved because they don't intend to do another series oh yes (laughs) oh yes David Lynch you crafty so and so but you see when he involved in it he he must be yeah he involved in writing every episode produced oh, cool. it he's in he stars in it awesome okay. yeah, he's in every episode he directed every episode deadly mm. I wasn't sure if it was one of those things where they had the property so no it's a one man show um, why are we talking about Lost uh, well how do you feel about HBO's The Leftovers never heard of it exactly um, quite a common trope when it comes to that show both were produced by a particular man that man's name is Damon Lindelof. Oh, he's a real bad egg. He does write some subpar series. <laughs> and seems to keep getting gigs, especially where HBO is concerned, because they've just greenlit an adaptation of Watchmen. Why, though? By man? Alan Moore and Dave Gibbons. I know what Watchmen is. Sorry. Sorry. But, God, ben, but Ben, hold on a second. I'm sorry, I'm a little bit mentally scared right now. There was a film of The Watchmen. There was, by, by, by Ben's best friend, Zack Schneider. Yeah. I like Watchmen. It's a good film. Two thousand. Look, there's Silk Spectre. There's up there on the wall. Night L. So they are. They're both. They're both very present. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Um, Zack Schneider was supposed to do this for HBO. They were going to get the same guy. They were going to get the same guy. They liked the way he did it. They liked his attention to detail. Are they going to do the same story or a new story? They're going to do the same story. It will be based on the comics. But the movie was based on the comics. I know, but I don't think they care. Shot for shot. I think they're going to do. I think it's going to be a twelve parter. I think but it's been greenlit for a pilot episode that doesn't mean look they're going through a bunch of properties American Gods was a big hit it shouldn't have been a big hit it was a very out there adaptation they're looking for stuff to adapt that isn't a big hit Sandman is only a matter of time and budget and budget and saga saga's coming like they're gonna start going through all these little Obscure pop culture hits. Well, no, not, not that Watchmen was obscure; it was quite huge. Yeah, but that's saga. You know, you know what I mean when I, I say yeah, alternative culture hits. Right. We want to do it that way. Although alternative, oh, I'm not getting into it. Um, yeah. So he's going to. Why well, you have to put labels on everything? He's then. going to be. I'm a labels guy. I like things in their boxes. Um, he's going to be uh, producing and I think directing. Why though? The first episode of the pilot. But that's one of the most pointless things I've ever heard. And I remember thinking to myself, well, it's good. It's good synergy because right now DC is. I oh, know DC lesbians. is that was that's scissoring. 
Uh, Mick just did a very strange motion with his index and middle finger. It's an Alan Partridge uh, on thing. both hands. I know what it is, but it, that's scissoring that that lesbian do. Um, <laughs> not not synergy. That's a different thing. Uh, because DC is currently hinting at the fact that uh, Doctor Manhattan has reshaped the entire DC universe, which yeah. is why the entirely shit run of New Fifty Two was annexed uh, and replaced with Rebirth. He's going to have a showdown with Superman soon. He is. Apparently. Mr. Oz, did they reveal who Mr. Oz was? I haven't really been following it, to be honest. Apparently Mr. Oz is possibly Osmanideus. Osmanideus. Ozymandias? Ozymandias, that's the one I knew I got it wrong. <laughs> uh, Ozymandias. You uh, and your poems. Anyway. Uh, oh, I do like that poem, though. Yeah, it's not enough poem. to know how to pronounce Percy it. Percy Shelley, yeah, no, I never learned how to pronounce it. <laughs> Big old dope. Um, yeah, so, um, yeah, and then it got me thinking about which character I enjoyed the most. In in that particular comic, Silk Spectre, and who I think is possibly one. No, Silk Spectre was not. I actually found her to be a bit meh. Oh, but uh, sexist. I think one of the yeah, absolutely. Um, I think one of the absolute best ever uh, actor matching character things ever was the comedian. They got oh. Jeffrey Dean Morgan to be the comedian. I don't think I've ever seen someone suit something so well. The dad from life. Supernatural. Yes, the dad from Supernatural. The dad from Batman vs. Superman. Yeah. The dad from... Mm, I think that's it. That's about, I think he's probably a dad in something else. He's probably popped up before. I was going to say the dad from My Life Story, but that would be Bruce Willis. Would it be Bruce Willis? Bruce Willis would play my dad in a film. I've met your dad. Yeah. Don't know if I'd... Bruce Willis Jeffrey Dean Morgan though he needs to work <laughs> uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan for those who don't know and need a, a greater parallel is uh, from The Walking Dead he's Negan oh he's Negan Dead. in The Walking Dead as well he's Negan from The Walking Dead spoiler uh, yeah oh is that a spoiler no, is he a dad no I don't think he is Never mind. he tries to be Carl's dad at one point oh, does he? He, he tries to kind of sway well, yeah. him to his side of the fence we're we talking comic book I don't know. I'm talking Walking Dead. I, the series, I don't read the comics. You know how I feel about the series, Terry. I'll take it back. I'll take it back. We don't talk about the series. Anyways, before he was a household name, yeah. in many ways, he was uh, a B-list actor for TV. Yeah. And he got small recurring roles here and there. Grey's Anatomy. Um, but he's clearly friends with Zack Schneider. I think he is. I think he's, he's gotten a lot of gigs. He is to Zack Schneider what Kyle MacLachlan is to, to David Lynch. To David Lynch. Essential. Mm. Essential. He is to Zack Snyder what Tom Hardy is to Christopher Nolan. Mm. Well played. He is to. I'm, I'm coming up with these on the spot, Ben. No, you're doing really well. He, he is. The vein to, in your forehead might be like. I'm in a lot of pain. <laughs> he is to. Uh, I got Zack Snyder what. Oh shit, this is hard. What. What's the guy with the Play Doh face? Leonardo DiCaprio is to the guy who made the bear movie Alejandro something 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 oh yeah that doesn't make a lot of sense right I've run out I ruined it fair enough <laughs> but you you, you, rode, you flogged that horse all the way to the grave um, and you sat in the grave with it for a while going come on you got some more left in you uh, but anyway got me thinking about that and then I got thinking about anti-heroes because uh, there was another piece of interesting news this week that coincided with all this what was that did you see the Punisher I did trailer? not the not the film the trailer no sorry the trailer the Punisher trailer for Netflix yes Netflix I'm the Punisher the Punisher I know how to talk in Punisher voice fire at will with pleasure who's Will is the traditional response yeah poor 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 Will 
Um, so targeted. Did you did you watch it though? Yeah, well, I watched obviously it. Did. Why would you bring it up? Yeah. Bad I, I thought it was excellent. I, I I really enjoyed it. I'm going to start right out by saying completely totally different to anything else Netflix Marvel has done. Yeah, and about time. And about yeah, I think I think maybe it's going to go up there with Jessica Jones and 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 Daredevil. That's an early prediction with oh. no. Ben's predictions. Yeah, it doesn't usually end well for me. Um, I haven't had that many bad predictions. You said Inhumans was going to be amazing. No, I didn't. (laughs) (laughs) I distinctly recall. Because anything that ABC does when it comes to Marvel, I'm kind of like, meh. Mm. Meh. I like the trailer. I like how it looks like he's been training with John Wick. Yes, he does that like several times. The John Wick side gun. The John Wick side gun. I think they probably took a lot of their cues... From from that, I'm also a huge John Berenthal fan. I think he's deadly. Yeah, I think he's he, a good actor. He was in that show we don't talk about. Oh yeah, sorry, that show that we don't <laughs> talk. Played a real dick in that show we don't talk. He about. He tends to play real dicks. Fucking Shane. Yeah, but um, yeah, I like the way they've changed his backstory as well. It's not criminals. He's now part of a CIA sting operator, like program shutdown or something like that. But he he tends to. Be mil- well. He's oh, he's tends to be military. There's no real version, but in the comics, he's military. Oh, he is. But the CIA tends to recruit people from the military. Oh no, like, I'm not. I'm not arguing the thing. I just find it interesting that his traditional story is that his family was murdered by the mafia, mm-hmm. and now they've changed it to his family was murdered in a, a kind of wet works operation. Yeah, CIA, something like that. A, a yeah. personal vendetta from someone high up in the CIA. Yeah, which is kind of interesting. I suppose the world is becoming less. I have seen. All of the other Punisher adapt- adaptations. Cool. And Tom- not Thomas Jane. Thomas Jane, Dolph Lundgren, and Ray Stevenson. You've seen the Dolph Lundgren one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and in all of them, they're killed by gangsters. But I think the world is becoming less interested in gangsters. I think gangsters are becoming less in the world. Do you think so? No, not entirely. But it's different type. Of, it's not the traditional kind of wise guy. Yeah, Italian gangster like anymore. The, the the bad guys in the Dolph Lundgren Punisher are really oi. We gotta clean up after hey, this what's guy. What's the matter over here? We gotta have a palzone. We got we a pajam over and here. Messing with my operation. Coming in and blowing up all our safe houses. How do you have a partner? Like how did you how did you jump the gap between where we are right now? What do you mean? <laughs> like I'm very, single for obvious reasons. Very attractive man. <laughs> we just went through this. But the fact that you have made the jump <laughs> is fascinating. You're you're reinforcing nerd stereotypes. Man. I don't care. I'm a very um, attractive man. I don't care. Um, but yeah, no. Um, I think it's really interesting. I think they've taken a lot of cues from Mr. Robot as well. In some yeah. ways, it's the color correction is very monotone blue and green. Mm. And then uh, the truth will be, you truth will be. Truth must be searched for. I think is the tagline at the end of the trailer. Oh, is it? Yeah, and then they they um, redacted the release date. Yeah, they just said 2017 at the yeah, end. Yeah, it's gonna be. They're gonna drop it by surprise. Yeah, it's very uh, people, very totally different. That looks good. People are saying that people are speculating it's going to be various dates related to the U.S. military. Oh, and like it might. He be, will have played a role in, in might various. Be, yeah, it might be Veterans um, Day. It might be the Navy's birthday and all sorts of stuff like that. He is quite popular, I think, with with veterans. Massively. Yeah. Should we talk Sorry, about that for a minute? Go ahead. Because yeah, I have a bit on that. Right? That's quite interesting. So he's hugely popular, uh, almost to the point of being kind of fetishized. Oh. Not fetishized sexually, Ben. No, but the skull is a huge the symbol. The skull isn't it? is a thing. It's a like, big thing. The Navy SEALs 
Use they, it. they use it unofficially. They have an unofficial but unofficial but not prohibited is their stance on the the Punisher's goal. Well, you don't mess with Navy SEALs. And that's the thing. It's used by killers. Like, a lot of soldiers mm-hmm. aren't killers. Sure. The, the vast majority of people who fight in wars, um, they hold locations or they... Or they man barricades yeah. or they, they come in after the planes and they stand where the bombs have blown up and then that territory is claimed, right? But it's the, the killers, the, the... Search and destroy the, kind of guys. Yeah, the guys who go into the houses yeah. in, in Kandahar and kill everyone. They're the ones who use the Punisher logo. And they spray mm-hmm. paint the Punisher logo... Really? ...onto houses where they've killed people. Really? Yeah. Now, this is weird to me because I'm not an American... I'm also not American. And I, I'm kind of... I can be a parties. Yeah, I'm kind... <laughs> I think a pretty good American. I'm kind of against killing people, just in general. I've, I've, I've also often held that belief. Yeah, it's not my favourite thing, killing people. Um, Especially people that have nothing to do with stuff. Well, look, let's not get into the politics of it. It's too but it's kind of, Yeah, it's, it's very interesting that um, the Punisher, as you said, he was kind of inspired... He was a villain, Really yeah, was. he was. He was introduced as a villain, sure. But he has become a symbol, an unironic symbol. They're using this death head skull. He has the fa- We'll include a picture of it in the video, obviously. But if you're unaware of what the Punisher's logo looks like, it is a long, elongated skull with only the top part of the... The jaw is missing from the bottom, and mm-hmm. it's three long bars. Uh, it can be four. Okay, four or three or four. Or sometimes five. Long or sometimes Just five. long bars. Long bars yeah. that go down. And it's always spray painted onto something. It, there's a really serious nod to it in the trailer. You hear the spray can go on as he sharpens the blade. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's all nodding towards that. But it's it's weird to me yeah. that this kind of comic book character has become used by, as a symbol in a real death seems, life and death situation. It's two major things in terms of Marvel stuff. Like, they either adore Captain America or, like, the Punisher. So, mm. I guess the, 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 the darker side of the US military The people who do the killing. Yeah, the, the wet work squads. Yeah. Or the black ops guys seem to, to favour it quite a bit. And it's quite a grim symbol. Like, mm. it's... It's unpleasant. It's a skull. Yeah. And it evolved skull. way more into that kind of spray painted thing. Originally, it was quite ridiculous if you looked at the costume. He used to wear like a spandex suit mm-hmm. with big white boots. And mm-hmm. so, sorry, just to go into the history of the character a little bit. Well, um, hold on. We're not finished. Where, oh, where sorry. Yeah, keep talking about the fetishization. No, no, that's fine. That's, we're, we're still just, doing first impressions. We're still talking about the trailer. Yeah. So give me your first impressions. I've given you a lot of mine. I, I liked it. Hey, look. There's a bit more there, Michael. Oh, sorry. That's uh, not like a bad interview on TV. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's good. It's real good. How do you feel about the part you took? Yeah, it's fine. Um, yeah, so he's he's real. I like it. As I said, I watched all the others. Mm-hmm. Um, the Dolph Lundgren one. Have you seen it? No. I, are we going into this too early? Look, we'll do it. It's good. Uh, the Dolph the Dolph Lundgren one, nineteen eighty nine. Yes. Really, nineteen eighty nine. Um, oh yeah. He's basically, he's basically not a character. He's 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 like a Terminator, basically. Okay. Uh, Which is really all you could give. He's still blonde, isn't he? No, this is the best thing. Oh, about really? It. They've dyed his hair black. Excellent. But Ben, as both you and I will attest, lightly coloured people can't grow stubbly, dark stubbly beards no, like the can't. Punisher. So they've painted it on. 
his stubble is painted on. It's one of the best things I have ever seen in my entire wow. life. Wow. It's, it's spectacular. But anyway. It sounds um, spectacular. It was... The 1989 Punisher was like... It was back when the best way to make a comic book movie was to pretend it wasn't a comic book movie. Oh yeah, okay, slip it in with the radar. So yeah, to speak. so it's just like a vigilante movie. It's, this summer, yeah, one man, not a superhero, yeah, will take on organized crime, not saving citizens, in a city that is definitely real and not based in a comic. I think it's set in New York. There's lots of paisanos. We'll take on Italians in a non-racially motivated attack. No, it's full of racism. It's one of the, you just reminded me. It is the most racist film I've watched in the last ten years. Uh, the the bad guys are Italians, and then the bad bad guys, the bad the bad guys who come in to replace the bad guys are Japanese. Oh, for God's sake! And it's samurai swords and ninja outfits wow. and and the word yips. <laughs> it's just Is the amazing. word "wop" make an appearance. No, anything? there's no "wop," but there's quite oh, a few okay. yips. There, he has a, and then uh, bizarrely though, despite the racism, he has the you know every Punisher, every other version of Punisher. This is the most rambling podcast we've ever done. Well, we're just not. We're trying to figure out how to navigate. He's an unusual character. To be fair, he'll take up a lot of time. Every uh, every other version of Punisher. That adapt- adaptation of Punisher has had like a Punisher task force. There's some cop, yeah, the cop who is responsible for yeah. stopping him, and stopping Frank Castle. In uh, in in the 1989 one, he's played by Louis Gossett Jr., who's black. He's a famous character actor. Oh, you'd you'd recognize him. Oh. but his name is Berkowitz. Oh. That's really distancing yourself from the comic book, I guess. I know, but I mean, isn't it weird that it's so racist and yet the colorblind casting of a Polish detective is is, is a bit? It just caught me off guard. Yeah, it doesn't doesn't really match. Up I don't there. think I've never I've never met a a southern black person called Berkovich. Berkovich. Is that is that when they did the nineties thing? It was like, how can we make this character interesting? Just put your hand inside the the, the writer sack. There <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we have our nationality sack, we have our colour sack, Polish and we have cop. our we have our uh, grew up in yeah. sack. And they took it out that day and they were like, oh, look we can't argue with the sacks. He's alcoholic, he's a former alcoholic as he's well. He's a former alcoholic. There's a great scene. His he wife gets... left him but she still loves him but he he'll never soften to let her in him. Yeah. Well replace wife with partner. And you pretty much oh yeah okay yeah sorry I, I uh, forgot what we were talking it, about it's 1989 right and they're trying to track down where the Punisher is and his new partner who's a lady oh of and course a, and a policewoman because women can't be police officers she has to prove herself exactly <laughs> and she's setting up an algorithm to find the Punisher right <laughs> and, he, and he comes over Louis Gossett Jr Berkovich comes over and he hovers over her shoulder and he says and this is a direct quote <laughs> What do you think you're going to do with that? Play Miss Pac-Man? <laughs> oh, no. And then she explains her plan. And he said, oh, wow. As condescending <laughs> as, as I just did. He's such a dick. And then, of course, it finds him. And the Punisher lives in the sewers. Of course. And he rides around the sewers on his motorbike. Of course. And he's naked a lot. He does a lot of naked... Yeah, he does a lot of naked meditation. Oh, okay. That was so dull. to get those shots in, I guess. It's mostly his ass. Yeah, his naked yeah. ass. And uh, it's a high ass. And he doesn't have the. He doesn't have the. He doesn't have the skull. What? No skull. Bullshit. I know. 
bullshit. I know, I'm telling you. That's a load of bollocks. It's barely punisher. That's a load of bollocks. No school. That's not cool. But that's what I'm saying. Like the best way to get a comic book film made is pretend it's not a comic book film. Yeah, but that's ridiculous. That's going too far. I know. I'm you need that. the the logo synonymous with him. Like mm-hmm. anyway, I saw the Thomas Jane one. I like Thomas Jane as the Punisher. Did you see the 2012 unofficial short Dirty Laundry? Yes, I was going to talk about that. I cool. really like that. Talk I about think it. so. Again, I guess it's a. I guess it's a thing of. It's almost like a an epilogue to the Punisher movie that yeah. he did, where he like tries to give it up or something. Yeah. And so it's Thomas Jane, who is the actor who played him in the 2006... 2004... 2004. 2004 version. And I don't think he was ready to let it go. I think he quite liked being the Punisher. Yeah. So he went and made this independent short. You can find it on YouTube. Mm-hmm. Um, Adi Shankar. Okay. Thank you. He does... He, he'd actually... He, we should recommend him for people who enjoy this podcast because mm-hmm. he his whole thing is making kind of short films of versions of things that will never get made. He yeah. he made a Power Rangers fan film. Oh, he wow. made he made Did the, he make the Dawson's Creek Power Rangers yeah, fan the, film? The no real way. violent one. No way. That's probably how Saban's Power Rangers got made and then got butchered oh, by a studio again. I think it had an effect for sure. It tested the waters. He has a podcast. Oh okay. in which he gets directors to pitch a version of a of an adap- adaptation that they'd love to make but they don't think they'd ever be allowed to that's kind of cool yeah I'll check that out I'm going to check that out after this we'll put a link um, but yeah Dirty Laundry is really cool it just centers on an unnamed man mm-hmm. who is doing his laundry and he looks a bit like Thomas Jane but if his face was a towel <laughs> he's just really old yeah he's, he's a lot older than the original I'm kind of jealous yeah older than the original thing so he's gone about his laundry and then he sees I think it's an old guy being harassed by some oh, no I watched it by some thugs I watched it today he's, the thugs are the evilest people you could yeah, they're just kicking the crap out of an old imagine. guy aren't they? no they rape a woman oh Jesus and they kick the crap out of a kid fucking and, I know and, he keeps coming up and they and they uh, ransack his avan like in the space of five yeah. minutes he's <laughs> Bunch yeah, of guys yeah. just pull up and rape a woman, beat up a kid, and ransack a van. But he only starts moving when they ransack the van. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, he's, he's like oh. he he has a chat with the old man. Oh, the old man is played by Ron Perlman. No yeah. way! You need to watch this again. I need to watch this it's again. Brilliant. I should have watched it again before doing this. But anyway, he comes out, opens a can of whoop ass. Oh, he kills the shit out. Kills of them. the shit out of them. Um. And then goes back to his van and you see him throw in at the end. What does he throw in? It's the t-shirt, isn't it? What no, is he it? gives the t-shirt to the kid. Oh, he gives the t-shirt to the kid. It's, what's it got in? A hole. He says, I don't need it anymore. It's got a hole in it. But it's it's also the Punisher t-shirt with the, yeah. the skull on it. Yeah. So it's a whole thing. And I think Thomas James is like, I should have been allowed to make another movie. Because I think a big controversy was that it wasn't... Was the was the original one not R-rated? Was it 15s? Say original. Which Sorry, original? the Thomas James... The 2004... One was it? Was it R rated? No, it was 15s, I think, wasn't it? And that was a big issue. Well, you're mixing your rating systems. Okay, help me out then. Do you want to use the American rating system or the European rating system? Well, what was it in European? I think it was 15s here. Yeah, which would be R in America because they don't have a. Yeah, that would be R. Okay, no, that Uh, 18 would be X. Okay, no, that they wanted that rating though. They wanted the higher rating in the states, I think. Mm. And I'm not sure they got. But they they wrote a sequel. They wrote oh. a sequel uh, starring Thomas Jane again. John Travolta again? No, because he's dead. Damn. 
Yeah. Spoilers. Can't they bring him back? It's, it's 2004. Statute of limitations on spoilers is out. The the 2004 one's pretty good. Yeah, it is pretty good. Um, there's much more. He's a character again. Yeah. Oh, is Dominic Cooper in that one? No, he's in. He's in. He's in the 2008 one. God, it's hard. Whoa. The 2004 one. The start is spectacular. Have you seen? How, how recently have you seen it? Not recent enough. The he's involved in a sting. Oh, I have seen that. He's involved in a sting, and his outfit for the sting is Aldrich Killian from Iron Man Three. <laughs> Hold on, I'm, I'm gonna have to get. I'm gonna have to get you a picture. I'm gonna have to see this. Um, I'm gonna keep talking to keep people interested. Yeah, uh, uh, Sting, Punisher, uh, <laughs> Punisher, two thousand four, Aldrich Killian. Yeah, what was his name? He has it. He plays a South African, but that's the thing. He works with the FBI in this. And yeah. he's a like he's an undercover operative. There's Dolph Lundgren's painted on face. Wow, that's <laughs> spectacular! Awful. He looks really, like a heroin junkie in that particular picture. It's really bad. That's bad. Look, I'm not going to be able to find this scene just on Google. Damn it! But I'll show you later. Oh, we'll stick it in the video. But yeah, we'll stick it in the video. So as as I get to see what it is. Yeah, there's much more dedicated to his family being killed in the yeah. Dol- in the, Dolph the trauma one. kind of. It's a horrible. It's it's a nasty scene. Yeah. Oh no. They they. There's no holds barred yeah. in the 2004 version. Ah, like, uh, there are some holds barred. We're gonna get into filming action scenes for some reason here. This is one of our rambliest podcasts. Yeah, we're very rambly. <laughs> um, in the action scenes in 2004 ones, you never see impacts. Huh. Someone fires a gun. Yeah. It cuts to the face of the person firing the gun and then cut back to the other person dead. Oh. Or even when he, like, breaks someone's arm. He grabs their arm, twists it, it cuts to his face, you see him grunting. Yeah. You hear a snap. the action. And then it goes back, so it's... Okay, so it won't show the direct consequence of the violence. Okay. There's lots of violence, but... And it's not bloodless violence, but you never see the moment of impact in the violence. It's interesting. Yeah, it's a it's it's a way it's That's a Hollywood thing. Uh, Netflix was that much better. The the Punisher fight scene in the Netflix yeah, was that much more scene. violent. Unreal. Much more violent. That much their, more. That was violent. their corridor scene. Yeah. Do you think that the Punisher TV show will be a kind of antidote to the Defenders? I think they need a big tonal shift. Mm. Uh, I watched a really interesting um, video essay from Patrick H. Williams. I don't know if you watch any of his stuff. No. Looks at a lot of superhero adaptations and how to fix them and things like that. It's kind of what he's interested in. And his latest one is, Why is the Hand So Boring? Yeah. And But like he, he goes into it and he looks at it in the comics and how you could treat it better. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. Based on the comics that, that all comes from the Frank Miller. That sounds like my sort of thing. Oh, it is. I'll, I'll, we'll link it below again. The answer uh, is Bakudo, by the way. Not Bakudo or more Bakudo? Not Bakudo. Not Bakudo. Get rid of Bakudo. Yes. Get rid is. of Bakudo's teenagers. That's very much... Uh, Alexandria was a bit of a waste of time. He looks at them more as a board of directors. They're not the hand. They're a board of directors. Yeah. For some reason. A board of evil directors. A board directors. of evil directors. Is there any other kind? <laughs> <laughs> Got him. Zing. Um, yeah, so moving on from there. Um, but yeah, no... Um, I think it'll be good. Uh, I think they need it. I think they need first of all the gritty tone of Jessica Jones mm-hmm. works. Yeah, I think in 
I think what's missing in Luke Cage and what's missing in Iron Fist is, and this is based on the, the video essay, he points it out really clearly, is there. it's a poorly defined adversary relationship. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Like Luke Cage is just taking on Harlem. Yeah. And um, Iron Fist is just taking on the hand. There's nothing personal about that conflict. Um, and I think what makes it more interesting with Daredevil and with Jessica Jones, like Jessica Jones, her vendetta is intensely personal. Yeah, it's like that hi- one dickhead over there. History, yeah, no, it's one guy, history of intense sexual abuse. No, did he sexually abuse her? And he's... I always forget about that. No, he does, yeah. No, does he? There's a lot. Like, does he make the her, comic? He makes her sleep with him. Does he? Under... Yeah. I can't remember. He doesn't in the comic. He very specifically doesn't. Oh. He makes her fall in love with him. And then makes her watch other women sleep with him I'm so not, that hurts her more. I'm not sure. I think it was hinted at a lot more that he slept with her. I Maybe series. he did. I just can't remember. I'm not um, saying that. And then Daredevil has the kingpin. Yeah, he's a real dick. He hates the kingpin. But the two of them hate each other. And there's a very... This isn't mentioned in the essay, but it's incredibly personal. Like, mm-hmm. There's a very intimate connection between adversary and adversary in those two. And I think that's what sets them apart. They're also a lot grittier. They, they spiced Daredevil up in the second season that he got and it was a little bit lighter. But the first first one and Jessica Jones are very gritty. Like Jessica well, Jones is so coldly shot, it's all clinical and Isn't it interesting that three of the probably five best Marvel villains come from Netflix? Okay, so we have Kingpin. Kingpin. Obviously. Yeah. Purple Man. Purple Man is awesome. Yeah. Punisher. Well, he's not a villain. He is. He's an anti-hero. Yay. No, but I mean, Sorry. he was the best villain in season two of Daredevil. Oh, absolutely. He's the most interesting thing about it. Yeah. Um, the most interesting thing about it by a mile. The other two are Loki and Ego. Mm. Ego's pretty good. You don't like Loki? Mm. You see, you just... Because Loki's mm. so popular. It's Loki's overplayed, but I'm Loki con- was I'm great in Avengers. Yeah, you are. I'm a contrary. You don't like Avengers. And I don't like Avengers. I like Here's the thing, though, right? Yeah. Here's the thing. Traditionally, comic book wise, mm-hmm. Punisher, uh, he kind of fights superheroes. He does. He takes them on a lot. That's yeah. So can I can I do the comic? Go on. Right Yay! He was introduced. Oh, we're doing the thing. Okay. He was introduced in the seventies. Oh, like like disco hair. Disco hair. Oh, Rollerblades. No. Disco hair. He was introduced at that time. John Travolta. He's very John Travolta-esque, actually, when you look at him in the... What else is from the 70s? The thing. Uh, he, uh, what else is from the 70s? Cocaine. Cocaine's from every time. Oh, is it? We've had cocaine for a while. Um, <laughs> thank God. I'll never get through <laughs> the podcast. <laughs> um, so, uh, yeah, he was introduced as a foe for Spider-Man. The mm. Jackal, who had a, an axe to grind with Spider-Man, uh, hired him... Or put him on the put put. Okay, make it now pointing a gun at me. That's that's going to annoy. No, sorry, listeners. listeners. That was right next to the thing. Sorry, he has listeners. a giant toy gun that he was using for that bit. And the Punisher. And uh, that makes me Spider Man. I'm okay with that. Um. So yeah, the Jackal. <laughs> Please don't squeeze that trigger again. I'm not going to. <laughs> the Jackal. Well, I'm going to keep pointing at you. Um. The Jackal put him on the trail of Spider Man. And made out that Spider-Man was a villain. Oh. And he needed to be taken down. Oh. And, the ja- and Frank Castle, who has a mad on for taking out the bad guys. Francis Caglioni? I think Castiglione. 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 
I think like is how it's said. Mm. But it, it later becomes Frank Castle. Mm-hmm. But at the time, it was Francis Castillo. Hey, Francis! Francis, you're killing me over here. Just go to the deli, work with your mother, make her happy. You don't have to go out every night of the week dressed in spandex. You don't have to do that, Frankie. You don't have to do that. Your mother loves you. Your father's worried sick. Just... Just take care of it. You're veering into Wahlberg. Just a little bit. I'm watching I watched Transformers yesterday. Oh, no. no I'm not. Awful. No, I refuse. I refuse. We're not. We're staying on topic. Um, so, yeah, there was a whole kerfuffle. Spider-Man manages to... Take him um, down. Take him down. And he clears it all up. And Frank Castle has a very melodramatic moment where he goes, Oh, Jackal! And he has a huge, huge moment. Um, quite interesting. Mm. Um, his original costume is quite superhero-y. Uh, it's form fitting um, and the skull is a big skull on his chest and the thing is made up by three cylinders that he wears in his belt it carries oh. ammunition is uh, it? and that's where it came from it was later adapted into a, an elongated skull which is oh. where the famous one comes from um, but originally he would go around and there would always be the same mix up he thinks that a hero is a villain mm-hmm. in the end oh Frank mm-hmm. it's not it's a it's a normal it's a normal good doer do gooder do do good do good doer do gooder um, and it was a whole thing and then much much later he became the Punisher in the really extreme kind of nineties way he was brought on to headline Marvel's Marvel Max or Marvel Knights mm. the Marvel Knights series Elektra Punisher Daredevil Daredevil and then Black Widow. It could have been Black Widow. Marvel Knights, that was kind of a reboot from the early 2000s again. Mm. Um, And he was big in the 90s as well. He was part of the war journal, Jim Lee illustrated him. Lots of pouches. Uh, Yeah, lots of pouches. Stacks of pouches. Um, Comically oversized guns. Yeah, he used to carry cannons around. Like He was Mm. a bit ridiculous. He was quite big in the 90s. Um, He has a series called... Bandana. Bandana. Yeah, oh, he always had an old bandana. Oh. Yeah. I have an issue in my thing called the African Saga. Punisher War Journal, African Saga. Is that the one where he, he does blackface to infiltrate a gang? No. That does exist. Oh, no. <laughs> that does exist. No. He teams up with Luke Cage and does blackfist, blackface. Blackface. Blackfist. Blackface that's, to infiltrate a gang. Thing. It's amazing. That's actually, uh, that's actually Luke Cage and Iron Fist. Uh, Blackfist. Fiction. Fan fiction. No, it's true. That's not no, a joke. I, I believe you. That's real. I believe you. Sorry, that, that, he, that upsets me a lot. He wears a bandana and he does a lot of stuff. Oh God! Uh, yeah, and then he became. Uh, he played a huge part in Civil War, but this is where the character kind of started to veer away. What he did was he would drive around and he would take um, fallen equipment from superheroes mm-hmm. and he would work it into his wardrobe. Oh, that's how he got Doctor Octopus's tentacle. Exactly. So oh. he would drive around like fight locations and he would find equipment and then he would have his trusty sidekick I want to say hardware microchip microchip that's it god damn it 90s there were only so many 90s words you could use uh, microchip would adapt it for him and oh. I think that's microchip in the trailer yeah and he says the, let me work with me yeah and he's a, I'm only going to work with you if we can kill them all that's, that's fine with me that's, that's fine with me yeah um, so there's a whole thing like that by the way won by Metallica very big fan of yeah, that good, I was, good that was that was also that, that really quick snap image where it's him playing teaching guitar to his son no. him playing it alone the blue light I was like yes. I hate that I hate that yes. I loved it it was sentimental bit it was hacky it was oh it was great so it turns out that before he became the Punisher Frank Castle was the kind of guy who went to parties with a guitar I'm glad his family got killed. 
bit of an overreaction. John, no, John Belushi would agree with you. But, <laughs> no, but, um, fully deserves it. It's a very obscure joke. Check out John Belushi guitar on YouTube. And that's not it. obscure. That's one of the most popular movie scenes of all that's time. Where younger listeners, younger people, I hate them. You really picked the wrong co-host. <laughs> um, yeah, look, I would watch. Is it is it going to be thirteen episodes? Right. It's going to be 13, isn't it? I think it's going to be 13. It should be 8. It could be done much better in 8. Although The Defenders wasn't great with 8. Defenders it wasn't great. It just wasn't great, was it? It was just okay. It's hard to say that, though. I had a lot going on. I just wish they'd... See, the thing is, they became so obsessed with getting The Defenders off the ground. I think it really started to affect the quality of those series that they were put out. You think so? I think Daredevil was a test the water kind of gig, wasn't it? Yeah. Where it was like, maybe this will work. And it's great. And they put that out there. And then Jessica Jones came along and was like, oh my God, it keeps working. Yeah. It keeps working. Jessica it's like, Jones okay, green light everything else. Iron Fist, go. Luke Cage, go. But, and, then, and then they just kept dropping hits to the Defenders. You see, people love Luke Cage. And you they, don't. There's, no, no. I don't love Luke Cage, the shitty Netflix series. Yeah, no, people love that series. It, it, people love it. Although the high, You know which one was the highest rated of them all? The highest viewing, the highest don't, Iron Fist. Don't hurt me. Um, so I think that had more market than any of the others, though, didn't it? Yeah, like I that think was, so. that was also really it like, had the others behind it. Yeah, they they popped in now. And then. Yeah, no, I mean, but I mean, it had the oh yeah, it had a, it had a good track record. Yeah, yeah. like Ant Man beat Iron Man one at the box office, I think, but that never would have happened. Ant Man's a fine film. Um, Ant Man's a film. <laughs> A film about a man. I would watch a full 13 episode series of John Berenthal killing people John Wick style. Yeah. To Metallica songs. Sold. There. And w- I'd watch, watch that. that from start to finish. And then for five minutes every episode, he talks to Deborah Ann Wall. She's Karen back. Page. Yeah, she's back in it. And then he talks to her about who she's, she's killing. She's going to be very central in, in the series. She's doing very well. Out of Netflix. Is she? I think so. She's making a lot of paychecks. I don't know. How much does Netflix pay? Quite a bit. Oh, good. They've got more money than most networks. Good. Because of the subscription. Yeah, look. This is how they can do this kind of thing. I'm looking forward to it. It's going to be good. Yeah, it's going to be deadly. Speaking of anti-heroes... Because we haven't got much time yeah. Did you see the trailer for Red Sparrow? No. Oh, you didn't? Well, I saw... I can't remember it. I saw it. I only ever watched them once. You watched them multiple times. It's Jennifer Lawrence. Lo- Lawrence. And Jennifer Lawrence uh, plays a former Russian ballerina who... You know, stay with me. Wait a minute. Stay with me. She plays a former Russian ballerina who, finding herself unemployed, uh, goes to a training school for girls called the Sparrow Wait School. Wait a minute. Not, yeah, stay with me. Not the red room. The sparrow. The black room? The black room. The red room is Twin Peaks. Not the... Bl- no, it's called the red room. You're right. Oh, is it? No, you're completely right. So, she goes to a training school. I was school. just saying, is that the one that Jennifer Lawrence goes to? She's got the black room. No, she goes to the sparrow school. And in the sparrow school, young, gifted, nimble female Russians learn spycraft including seduction and spy spycraft in general no Mick I see what you've done here you've mixed it up yeah. you're you're thinking of Captain America Civil War and it's not <laughs> Jennifer Lawrence and I understand why you mixed them because they're very interchangeable in that regard 
it's not Jennifer Lawrence it's Scarlett Johansson and it's not Red Sparrow that's cute that you mixed yeah. up the animal and colour combination yeah. Yeah. it's it's Black Widow yeah. she's very established yeah. there, there are two it's it's a different thing like, it's nice that you got confused though it's Age of Ultron though that you're thinking not so is it Age of Ultron yeah. they do the, the Red Room stuff yeah. in but anyway you understand <laughs> I'm glad you caught up with me and you understand the mix up now isn't it amazing though that's she, fucking bullshit she even has now to be fair to Red Sparrow it's based on an existing property. It's a book. Oh, it's okay. a book that exists. Okay. I have never read the book, nor have I. So I don't know how much this anti-heroine, anti-hero woman. Mm-hmm. I don't know how much the book version resembles Black Widow. She's quite heavily anti-hero, isn't she? She's, the, she's just well. I've only got she the does go through murder. I've only got the trailer. Yeah, exactly. so, no, uh, neither of us have read the book. Neither, and neither of us will. No, because it doesn't matter. Because. Whether or not the book is so closely uh, Black Widow-y, uh-huh. they've definitely gone ahead and said, Marvel seemed to lack the impetus to make a Black Widow movie. Let's capitalise Let's on do that it. And now slip into that niche. Do you remember the trailer for the Liam Neeson movie, F- Forgotten or Unforgotten? Unforgiven? No, no. That, that's, that's Clint Eastwood. I think I know the one you're talking about, but like it was the trailer where he was a former spy and he loses memories in Berlin. Yes, but that trailer made that look like it was going to be Taken too. Yes, and it was nothing like Taken. Yes, the Suicide Squad trailer made it look like it was going to be Guardians of the Galaxy, but on Earth. Which would have been great. Which would have been amazing, and then it was nothing like that. Mm-hmm. So what I'm saying is, you can cut a trailer. To look any way you choose. Yeah, well, not anyway, but yeah, that's what I'm basically saying. But so, to t- so give it any tone you choose. Someone any. could have cut this to look like a Black Widow movie, but I mean, just, just, just watch the trailer again. Well, they've been playing with that for a while now. They're they're really all going back to this '80s Cold War vibe with strong female characters. Atomic Blonde just came out with Charlize Theron. I didn't see that. Um, I haven't seen it either but I saw the trailer I quite liked the trailer are you and saying that could have been a Black Widow seemed, film as well no not at all but it's it, it seems to be in the water do you know what I mean it's it's all in in Atomic Blonde it's East Berlin mm-hmm. um, and you know it's just kind of interesting that that theme seems to be going around for the, the Cold Warrior uh, strong female spy character so it wouldn't surprise me I'm really surprised that Marvel why have they not given that a movie yet? There's a reason. There's definitely a reason that we don't know. There's some sort of back. Did Scarlet piss everybody off? Like, what's, maybe, what's the deal? Maybe there's maybe there's behind the scenes dealings, but there's so much money to be made off that. Like, well, we'll see, won't we? We'll see how Red Sparrow does. I'd say Red Sparrow will be a hundred and fifty million dollar movie. It'll make a hundred and fifty million dollars worldwide. Okay. Probably you really it. care about the figures that they make at the box office. Well, yeah, it. but I care about the figures that they make at the box office because those figures determine what gets no, no, made. No, absolutely. It's a good balance. That determines what no, no, gets no, no, made, Ben. Quality has nothing to do with it. Sorry. I know, absolutely. But it's a good balance because I like stories and you like you like figures. So it works out quite well, including those made of plastic. Um, yeah, so it'll... it'll I, I don't know. I don't know the budget. I'd say 30 million, 25 to 30 million. Yeah, sure. I'd say it'll make 150 million. Okay. That's a decent... Yeah, but you see, do you want... Figure. That's about what J-Law pulls in, isn't it? I don't know. Is that not her? But I'm saying, do you want that type of film in your massive tentpole superhero franchise? 
It's it's too late. She's she's kind of been lost in phase. What are, what are we now? Phase three. two. Are we in phase three? Aren't we? She's kind of been left yeah, behind yeah. now, hasn't she? Like L- she's bit. she's phase one. Like well, all the phase one guys got their origin. She back in the day. She doesn't need an origin story. That's for sure. I think she does. I think it'd be interesting to look at all. I think what should really be done with Black Widow, if you're going to do Black Widow in any way properly, is focus on her early years outside of Nick Fury and S.H.I.E.L.D. and all that. You see, I wouldn't do that. Well, we're so heavily established in that world now, you couldn't possibly give her... I think going back that far is a mistake okay. for her. What I would do... This is this weird podcast. Yeah. What I would do is bring in... Yelena Yelena something or other the other Black Widow she's the blonde Black Widow yes bring her in then tell her origin story oh and have her be the villain of a Black Widow movie that would be very interesting played by J-Lo J-Lo <laughs> No, no, not J Lo. J Lo. Jennifer J-Lo. Lawrence. Okay, I was like, oh, J Lo. I was like, J Lo would be pretty interesting. Not very Russian though. She's yeah. quite tan. Um, I'm gonna get up all <laughs> your business and whatnot. Yet, motherfucker. Um, yeah, gotta have a J. No, that was Janet Jackson. That was. That's not great. Gotta have a J. What else are we been, talking about before we go? No, nah, I think we're out of time. Do we? Do we? Was there any other trailers or stuff? Um, Red Sparrow, Punisher. No. Saw Transformers. That was pretty shit. Was, was Transformers pretty shit? Oh, it was you got you got two minutes of content. Fucking shocking! I mean, Marky Mark. It's Marky Mark. It's almost impossible to listen to the guy. Is that a transformer or a, a what, bodyguard? What, what, what is this? What's this little dinosaur transformer? What's he doing, man? Like, what am I doing? <laughs> I it's not Marky Mark anymore. You went, you went, you oh. went, Compton. Fucking shit! In the middle, it is Marky one Mark. of the worst films I've ever seen. Marky Mark. Mm. Can the pump on? Yeah, it's terrible. Listen, Bumblebee, listen, Bumblebee, listen to me, listen to me. I don't want to armor see you, Bumblebee, but if I have to, I'll win. And then you're going to cry, Bumblebee, and I'm going to feel terrible. I'm not a terrible guy, Bumblebee, you're making me terrible. He actually has an even more Bumblebee. kind of breathy feminist to it. I can't go in that far. the movie. It's, I won't lean in. It's, it's weird. Anyway, <sighs> what other anti-heroes are there before we go? Uh, look, there's comic, the 90s, dear God, the 90s. Littered with them, but since we talked about Italian stereotypes and pure racism, the nineties saw to- to- Top Cow Productions mm. bring out the Darkness or ja- Jackie Estacado, who, hey. who was a hitman for the mob. Of course, he was. But on his twenty-first birthday, he inherited an age-old gift called the Darkness, Ooh. which is just a giant bunch of cartoon characters that rip people apart. Mm. I guess if you're looking for a superpower, and at night he becomes the Darkness, and the Darkness does his bidding, and then he falls out with the mob. And there's a whole to and fro and he loses the love of his life, Jenny. Um, they grew up in an orphanage together. You're right thinking before of Forrest he was adopted. No, I'm not. <laughs> right before he was adopted by his Uncle Paulie. Uncle Paulie, not kidding. Uncle Paulie adopted him because he was told that this kid would be good at killing people. So he trained to kill people real good. And off he went and killed people. And his 21st birthday, he turned into darkness. And the darkness was the greatest excuse to just wreak havoc in the pages of uh, a comic book. And it was Top Cow Productions, not Image Comics, but it now belongs to Image Comics. Ah, the Image absorbed Top Cow. Yes. Top Cow also did Witchblade. Yes, Witchblade is like his counterbalance. She's a uh, she's Sarah Pezzanelli, who again why is everyone is Italian? Italian American? Because it's all in universe. New York. It's all in New York. Oh, okay. Uh, and she's a uh, cop, cop on the beat, Detective Sarah Pezzanelli. 
And she uh, inherits another age-old uh, thing, used for good. It's the Witchblade. It makes her naked. The Witchblade. It makes her naked. So she can be dressed in full tactical gear, but when the Witchblade activates, you can see just about everything. She's naked. Except for a few carefully placed. Uh, the two powers are kind of interesting. Um, Jackie Estacado eventually kind of does good things, but he's really just an anti-hero. He really just kills indiscriminately. And it's an excuse for 15-year-old guys to go, oh, it's so cool. Venom. Venom is the same. Venom is Venom has gone through the ringer in terms of hero, anti-hero things. He started out very much as uh, a hero because he bonds to Spider-Man. Mm-hmm. Then he becomes the villain because he wants to go back to Spider-Man. But then in the 80s, he was rebooted as a really twisted... He has a really twisted moral compass. Well, isn't... isn't- isn't an anti-hero in the comic book world basically a villain who becomes popular enough to get their own series? Yeah, and then it, 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 they kind of align him a little bit more to the thing. I mentioned to you earlier the Tick. The, the Tick has a really good. The Amazon series has a really good parody of a '90s anti-hero called Overkill. <laughs> and anytime Overkill appears on the scene, he just decimates everyone in the worst way possible. Like he cuts their heads off and stuff, but he'll actually forego using a gun to do it quickly in favor of like stabbing them and ripping them apart and stuff. Wow. It's quite, he's, he's hilarious because he's really dark. Like he's a former black ops fight and he wears a skull mask and it's really over the top. And then the tick is used to be a really strong juxtaposition. He comes in and he's like, I don't agree with this. And it's like ridiculous. And then Overkill tries to. Do the same thing with him. Is it bloody and violent on Amazon? No, there's one scene where he goes to town on a bunch of bad guys. It's only eight episodes. It's really good. Tight eight? Yeah, tight eight. And it's it's a solid tight eight. It's interesting. Good. And it's funny and it's it's it's, it's good. I watched it the other day. Um, Should we wrap it up? Yeah. So, uh, anti-heroes. Do you remember any other gripping anti-heroes like Grifter, Midnight or anything like that? Carnage. Carnage. Oh, God. Uh, Who is your favourite teenage boy respond to thing <laughs> that was very convoluted yeah. when you were 15 years old which hero did you enjoy for their bloody antics because that's all an anti-hero is really. X-Force X-Force oh god god anyway let us know in the comments below yeah. um, let us know what you think of uh, the Punisher do you think it's an interesting character do you think he's just uh, an excuse to kill a load of people yeah don't let us know what you think about the American military. Or kind of harsher. Yeah, I don't, don't, don't want to know. Don't know. I want to know. Sorry, guys, we're not interested. Bye. Bye.